don't make us who we are So I'll dream until I make it real And all I see is Hello everybody, it's Michelle and Mirren here again for another exciting conversation on Mentorship Monday which we love and we love that you're here and listening. Thank you for all your support and love that we receive every day. How are you doing, Mary? Yes, thank you so much. Good. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing awesome. I'm um, definitely ready for summer. I'm ready for the warmer weather. I Usually I'm not so excited about the warmer weather, but this year I am. This year I've just, it's it's not even been a bad winter, although we've had a few ice storms and stuff, but I'm just ready to be outside more. Get well, yeah, there. and I, I don't, I don't know where you guys are, but we got like a tease. We got like one yes, week of yes. the most beautiful weather on the yeah. planet. And then it went like straight. It was that Saturday. I got burnt on my shoulder from going to my kids' sports games. Like yes. I literally had to get aloe and put it on at night and like baby my shoulder yep. to that Monday. It was snowing and raining. It was yes. like a snow rain mix. And I was like, how did this happen? Yes. So yeah, I'm just ready for sunshine and warmth. Yeah, it was, it was weird. My husband, he rode, he's got a couple different style motorbikes and the one that he has is a cruiser and he's not used to riding with his arms exposed. Well, he rode bare armed on Saturday because it was so nice and he got sunburned really bad. Like really, really bad. And it was the same. Yeah, it snuck up on you. It really did. And then um, Sunday was a little cooler, but Monday, same thing. Just like crazy snow, rain. And today is is not much different. It's been raining here for several days and that. So mm-hmm. anyway, but what I wanted to talk about um, was we haven't really gone through a lot of questions lately um, from uh, from anyone. And I was just taking a little glance at some of the messages in Julian. And hi, Julian, love you. Um, Julian puts the best comments on there. They're, I know, we love them. Thank yeah, you so much. Yes. Um, Julian puts a lot of time and effort and a, a lot of love. And Julian knows that uh, that we feel the love from that deep, passionate, wonderful place in your heart. We always feel it. Um, but you asked something that we want to talk about. And this can be kind of a complex conversation. We thought we'd kind of dedicate one conversation to it because it, it does bring up many different other questions. So what Julian asked us was, um, I'd like to talk about walk-ins. Julian says, a walk-in usually comes around during a traumatic experience. So Julian asks, now, are walk-ins part of the higher self? When a walk-in happens, it changes the person. A walk-in will not be the same, correct? So in the case of a walk-in, what do you lose within? And is it temporary? So those are all really good questions. And and maybe what we should do is describe what a walk-in is in the first place if if you've not heard that term before um Marin do you do you know like do you understand the concept of walk-in so from my understanding and I could be wrong because you are the expert my understanding is that someone passes or so say I pass my spirit leaves my body and then another spirit can come in 
and take over my body and finish living out Marin's life, but it's, you know, Sally's spirit. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. So um, okay. that's, and that's the basics of it is, and, and this answer that I'm giving is based on my experience. So it's based on what, what has been taught to me from spirit, from spirit's experience through different sessions, through meditation. And so um, I'm definitely not the expert on like the truth to everything, because as far as I'm concerned, our belief system, you know, creates all kinds of, that's our experiences, right? But there is a collective understanding with walk-ins. And a lot of the spirits do tell me many of the same types of things when it comes to them. Um, so why does a walk-in happen? Why would, why would we as, as spirits, why would we as human beings, uh, spirit in a human body want that experience? Why would that happen? Well, what they have shared with me, and this is one of the big reasons is that sometimes a soul will, uh, not all times, but, and I'm sure as I say this, many of you can understand this, take on a lifetime that is very challenging, that is very heavy and possibly has so much in it that it was maybe more than what that soul could handle, it was maybe heavier than what that soul could handle. And we're not necessarily looking at it from the human judgment of that, but let's look at a specific situation that actually did happen with a soul that explained their walk-in to me, which was this particular spirit, the the human being that was alive was having a very hard time in life. And there was a lot of tragedy, a lot of difficulty, and that particular soul was going to take their life because of the contract of that soul and what they were there to do. If that soul had taken their life, the changes that would have occurred in all the lives around would have taken things off course, would have really changed an outcome or certain things may not have happened had that soul have left with physical body. So in that case, that soul, and it's always on a higher self level, the human being has nothing to do with it. It's on the higher self level, the higher soul level. Now, what they've told me is there's always an agreement in place with the soul with the higher self that says if this happens if my human self gets this point then you know i'll check out or the way eric shows it to me is like i'll tap out i'll do a high five i'll oh it's like he shows it to me like a tag team a ring you know doing tag teams i'll tap out. that's exactly what i just yeah. thought too yeah and my partner will jump in and take over for me so now, when that happens, often uh, the soul, so us as spirits, so when we're sleeping, when we're communicating on the spirit realm um, with a lot of our guides or whomever has helped us do our life planning, this is something that's arranged, that they know they're doing. And for the purpose of maintaining that life, because from a spirit perspective, they're looking at it as a placeholder. That life is like a placeholder for all of these other lives. So it's very important to keep that body intact. It's very important to keep that life intact. Now, this is also um, 
so when there's an exit, these are all different exit points. A walk-in is an exit point. A, um, a near-death experience is an exit point. Sometimes walk-ins happen in, an, in a near-death experience. However, the person that comes back or the soul that comes back is bringing back that memory of what happened or that conversation but they themselves are not the exact same soul, but they do come from the same soul group. So even though we're all, we're all in this, we'll say if source was this giant bubble and, and like a planet, they show it to me like a big cell and with all these tiny little cells inside. So if source is that big cell, yes, we're all part of that cell. We're all connected in there, but then we break the cells down smaller and smaller into smaller pieces so that when there's uh walk-ins happening they're within that same cell circuit within that same grouping so there's gonna but be like your soul family exactly like soul family okay. um so higher self um yes but it doesn't have to be it can be under the soul umbrella or the over soul but it is within that same quadrant so you're in the same um territory as as that fractal where it came from so that exchange can happen under these type of circumstances but you will never have a walk-in experience unless it was wasn't pre-arranged so sometimes it is a yes when you get to this age when you get to this point when this event takes place we're going to switch and sometimes it's to do with an experience to do with that soul might have a different type of um uh, uh experience like not personalities so to speak but like their lessons their evolution within themselves is going to help that being overcome something it's going to help them get to the next level and it really from my experience has a lot to do with the people around them so not only the the soul but just like there's some souls that come in and have a life that it's not that they're not here to learn as well, but their being here might be to guide another individual that's going to have a very big impact on the earth. Because from a soul perspective, and, and the truth is we are all equal. It does not matter what part we play. It's just as important as the next. But we work together. We work as puzzle pieces. We work as table legs. We all have to be present to, to make everything work, to have that support system. Um, but does the walk-in have the same personalities, the same memories? Well, the way that it has been explained to me is that there can be some things that are maintained within the personality, but sometimes there's a slight change in food. Sometimes there's a slight change in um, activities things that they like to do. So there can be little things there, but what's happening is that walk-in is taking all the core memory of the human being, of the brain. And so they're still picking up on things like a memory. Many walk-ins have no idea that they're a walk-in. Of course, there are some that know that they are, and they know that they are because of their own exploration. Um, yes, a traumatic event is a way that a walk-in will come into place, such as going unconscious, 
having a serious disease, the near-death experience, that sort of thing. Um, there are, uh, or there has been more than one soul that has told me that there is a walk-in experience where they do a transition of one soul to the next so that it doesn't have to be one abrupt moment. It's almost like a, a soul exchange. So they showed it to me like pumping air. So pumping is like a withdrawal and a pumping at the same time that's wow. taking place. And so there could be some changes happening in that human at that time. But there's really no hard and fast rules to how it is. Does having a walk-in take away from the experience? No, because usually the walk-in experience is there for growth. And so things will expand. Things will improve. Um, what's the other thing? I think Julian said something else that was good there. Um, oh, well, I have a. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I have a question. So, you know, you the first walk-in you talked about was somebody who wanted to commit suicide, but then they realized that it would have all these negative ripple effects for the people in their life. So then they chose a walk-in. So why don't more people choose walk-ins or why would someone choose to go through with a suicide versus doing a walk-in? Because let's say that, so we'll say this particular soul, this souls um, did not have in their contract taking their own life. Let's say that this soul um, was to overcome certain circumstances uh, to affect and, and this soul's contract was had to do with these other people. I mean, we all do, but see if I'm explaining this right. Um, it's in a, so for this particular soul, their higher self, there would be an agreement there to say, if I got to this point and Eric just says, there's lots of souls that do already have the agreement to have assistance to help them overcome that. But we still have free will. So let's say the soul's plan was to bring in the walk-in, like, yes, if I get to this point, high five. If I get to this point, help me. But how we exit the earth and the, the experience of grief and loss is, is not a judgment. So taking away that free will choice just because a human being is getting to that point. Well, it's like, what is best for this situation? This is very hard for us as human beings to really understand because having a loved one take their own life is not something like we want to prevent that at all costs, of course. And that is the main goal here, but not all soul or not all lives, not all soul plans are created equal they're equally as important, but they have different experiences to them. So if that particular soul, if leaving that body, so if that body dies, that may then be a domino effect, say for three other people, that they will not do something that really needs to be done. And, Correct, yeah. and, and so this is important for us as, as we hear this, to not put judgment towards what that is because um it's hard 
to say, well, what about my loved one? And my, what about what's happened in my family? Or what about the people's lives that changed? Well, we can't really compare one to the next because we don't know all the inner workings of why something has happened. So we're really speaking about something that is really on the soul level. We're not putting yeah. our, our human condition to it. We're I kind of see that. Yeah. I kind of see like, I just had this theory that like when you, you're sleeping and you're dreaming, you can kind of make changes to your plans, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if someone were to say, I'm ready to tag out, they say, okay, well, if you die, you know, then this is the outline. And if you live then, or if you swap so that yes. you continue to look like you're living, this is the outcome. These are the lessons learned in each thing. This yes. is, you know, and yes. the, there's like a, a big way, like uh, we talk about, Josh's mom all the time. And he's always like, I don't think he always used to say, I don't think she chose this. I don't think she chose to leave us. She would never leave us. Yeah. And I like always say like, well, think about it though. Like think about what happened, how much growth you had as a human after, after she left you, like how much we both have changed. Our whole lives have changed for the better. Like, I mean, she had to have known that like, things can stay the same if you if you live and you overcome this um or you know you can die and then there's going to be this catalyst of growth so and, and that's that's exactly right um because on a on a human level Josh's mom would have never wanted to leave any of you on a human level that was not her you know leaving her family was not of her interest on a soul level understanding that the I love you so much that I know that your growth is the best thing for you yeah and truly on a soul level that's what it is and remember too that from the spirit perspective what we experience in alternative reality what we experience in the spirit world is just as real as what we're experiencing here. And that's what they say over and over again. They say, what I'm experiencing here is real. And many souls have crossed over that weren't hundred percent sure there was something will say, wow, like I, I didn't expect it to be like this, or I didn't realize that it would be like this. And we have to remember that the the soul is looking at this like well, I was using the example of the place card holder. The soul sees this as no big deal. As no big deal at all. They don't see it as permanent or as um, it, it's just it's another step to grow because the real mm -hmm. is over here. This is this is physical experience. And this is how we get all these contrasts. This is how we do the fastest amount of growth is by doing it here on earth because the experiences have so much contrast to them. It gives us that, that momentum to push off of. And that's why all that up and down is so important because outside of our physical reality, we don't have that. We don't have that. We can still grow. We, we do it in different ways. We still grow. Um, the other thing too, um, that Julian was asking is, do they come back like will a soul exchange again and i've never come across that 
I've never, uh, so I'm not going to tag team back in. Yeah. Like I'm not going to say that that can't happen, but I've never, I haven't had a spirit say that to me. Um, I, I can ask Eric what he says about it though. Well, he says that that is understanding. Like if we're saying that we're understanding or seeing that it's got limitation. So we're then individualizing a soul as being like, like this one thing. So he says it, it can happen. Yes, it does have the possibility of happening. Um, but he says there's usually not purpose to that. But he also says that there are souls, okay, there are souls that are here that have had multiple souls go through them. And he's saying that what we're talking about is actually much more common than what we realize. Now, question, do you have, I think this goes back to Jillian's question, but now I'm just processing more. Yeah. Then do you have to have kind of like a near death or something like that to like, you know, kind of come in and come out or can it just be in one, a person's sleep or like it, what kind of event do you have to have to get a new soul come in? It can be. Um, he says all of the above. It doesn't have to be an accident or a major catastrophe. Um, there's often some sort of a, um, a shift though. So a person could have... Um, they could have like a, uh, how you explain it, like a drop in their energy. So um, either they they are sick, um, migraine, he's showing there being some sort of a reason to shut down. Yes, it can happen over sleep, but um, when it happens unassuming, so when it can happen over time. So it's like an integration. Oh, that's right. It's a shift. So it doesn't have to happen all at once. He says it depends on the path of the soul it depends on what's the like sometimes we need something like lightning to be able to change the experience or for the people around us he says sometimes it doesn't need to be that way um he says there's nothing sneaky about it he's laughing and he's like there's nothing sneaky about it it just kind of is it's just another way for us as souls to be able to maneuver through the physical world. Um, it's also, he says, and he goes, and hear this one, hear this. He goes, we're talking about limiting beliefs earlier. So he says, how many people will this rub your limiting belief and make you say, how could that be? Could that be possible? But he says, that's what we are doing right now is we're cracking limiting beliefs to show that there might be a design that has been learned a certain way over decades and that when we collectively go with that design, that's what is believed. But does that mean that that is the only way? Does that mean that that is the only circumstance? No, because as our consciousness grows, he says we become more aware and we realize that there are many different avenues for us as souls to accomplish something. And he says that we will talk more about that, like 
as we go forward, we're going to bring up all kinds of things that are going to be maybe new concepts to some people, maybe not to everybody, but to some. But he likes talking about things that push boundaries. I'm sure you. I love that, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to push those boundaries. Well, I need it. What did you say? And I was like, I just thought, oh, um, my my self-limiting beliefs. When you were like, I've talked to many spirits and um, and then they said they can transition. I'd be like, if I was channeling that and then a spirit said that they they slowly transitioned from one, you know, I would be like, I've heard this wrong. I just need to like change the subject. So that's my self-limiting beliefs. Well, I absolutely, I hit, when you say yes, it, I hear it and I yes, accept it. Yes. But if I were hearing that on my own, own it'd be very much questioned well there's what? a lot of um I've channeled um worked with a, a woman I still work with her and she um she's channeling a trilogy or she's doing like a um it's a memoir and she's got this amazing story about this walk-in and she just asks a lot of different questions and stuff and a lot of things have come forward in her book and some of them very challenging, challenging for my own beliefs. Um, and I mean, I I would even say to her as I'm channeling, I'd be like, well, this is what's coming out. Like, this is what it is. But it will always validate itself somewhere else. You know, I've been working. Oh, you're her. channeling it for the lady. So the lady's writing the book and she's mm -hmm. coming to you to yes. get the channeled information. Yes. yes. Okay. So we've been working together for a few years now. Gosh, for maybe five years now. And um, we're on to book number three right now. And I mean, the, the stuff that comes through is really deep. And um, wow. it's, it's so interesting because a concept will come through or information will come through from this one soul. And then I'll have a different reading a week later and it'll come through from another soul in another way. Or I'll hear it from somebody else. I'll hear that being validated. So, you know, just over time, you get to learn that when things do challenge your beliefs, because that's the beauty about channeling is that you learn to set your beliefs aside and continue to repeat. I'll tell you something funny that did happen to me uh, last weekend. And I laughed because I discounted something a spirit said to me because I didn't like what they were saying. So I just discounted it and told them to find something else. And it was so funny because it, it's a, a woman that I meet with regularly and her son passed away and her son is so interesting and he just comes in with, he's got so much wisdom and information and he's, you know, talking about all of these different things and talks about the spirit world and some of the work that he's doing. And so he always leaves a message for his family. So we'll go through the whole family and sometimes the messages are, like, I love you, I'm proud of you, you know, and sometimes they're um, very direct, like, you know, you need to stop doing this or start doing this, or this is what I'm doing with you right now, or look for this. Like, it just depends on the session. Well, this last week, um, he, uh, he was giving a message to his father, and he always says how much he loves his dad, um, how proud he is of his dad, all of that kind of stuff. And so I asked him, I said, can you show me something that's different than that? Because 
I knew the dad wanted to hear something substantial, but I also know very well how spirit works when it comes to doubting and disbelief and how they will not and, and cannot play the game of, I'm going to give you all these examples because they know that that's not really how it works. It has to be all in timing and that the, the benefit of that catalyst of learning for that soul, the one that's the father is more important than giving what the mind needs. The mind thinks they need, right? So I know that, but I just said, come on. I said, can we just, we give a little something more than I love you and I'm proud. I'm like, those things are great. And I'm saying it out loud in front of his mom. <laughs> She's kind of laughing. And then he shows me these slippers and he shows me like what looks like his dad's feet, like kicking the slippers off. And I'm like thinking in my head, not like slippers, like, come on, how about something, you know? And so I just gave her the messages I was getting. And I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know. He, I said, he must just not really have anything to say. I don't know. All he keeps showing me is these old slippers and these new slippers. And she's like, what did you just say? what did you just say? I'm like, he just shows me these slippers. So I think he's teasing me. And she goes, Michelle, she goes, I just got him his brand new slippers this morning, right before our <gasps> session and unwrapped them out of the package. Oh my gosh yeah, so I laughed and I'm like okay haha Michelle like yes I should have could have not argued with the spirit but um he was trying to show me and I was discounting because I was deciding in that moment that it wasn't good enough right so I learned a nice little lesson in there and a reminder for me to not judge what they're saying because no matter how insignificant it might seem or no matter how outlandish it might seem it's coming through in the moment that you are connecting and it is not up to us to judge it or to decide where it needs to go or to try and figure it out for that person because could I have seen the slippers and said I think it's a metaphor for get your feet moving yeah that wasn't coming with it right it was an image it was an image without information so you know it was the end of the reading and I was looking for something more substantial so I was like going through the Rolodex with him going no 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 and he was showing me that that was that's not your choice that's not your choice Michelle and that reminder is for all of us it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this or how good you think you are or whatever. It's a reminder that we're human and we're going to put our judgment or our thought in there because sometimes we're going to hear or see things that just don't make sense or that we don't want. Yeah. So it's that reminder that, no, it's there for a reason. Say it, don't judge it, let it go. Put it out there. And, and for that, I'm very grateful because that, reminds me and just in talking about the walk-ins and everything a lot of the information that I get it's like I can't even believe I'm saying this I just wow. can't believe I'm repeating some of this stuff because there'd be a time where I would just think that is ridiculous that is crackers there's no way that could be true but the more our consciousness expands the more that we see that the things that don't make sense actually do 
makes sense. Yeah. But there's lots of things that we don't really know about. And, and that's the other thing too. I mean, every new concept is going to take time to kind of process it and understand it. And to also understand that when we're talking about spirits, we're not talking about linear. We're not talking about something that's happening in the way that our human mind processes. We're talking about concepts that happen at the same time. And often we're putting the, uh, whether it's the visual or the words that we're hearing, we're putting together that picture of how it's going to best make sense to the brain, to the human mind. So we could be putting like a lot of these concepts, like there's uh, not always, for me anyways, not always words because I'm very empathic and I get a lot of visual so it's often feeling and images that I'm getting. Like I just did a, um, a channeling with Elisa and Eric on uh, what was it? biotechnology or something on cells and um, really fascinating subject. And it was about all of our cells having consciousness and about where healing is going and everything. And that entire channeling was like playing Pictionary. Oh my gosh. There was a lot of, because I didn't have the language. So I was going to say, you probably didn't have the words to describe what. Right. So, so yeah. that's also to show like, um, you know, just in explaining this, like sometimes I'm not going to have the words because it's not in my vocabulary. I don't have the education for it. I don't have that understanding, but they can show me images with pictures. And so Eric was giving me, it was like playing Pictionary. So he was giving me concepts and images that I could understand that I could kind of tease out and Elisa would ask questions in such a way and kind of uh, reposition it so that I could make sense out of what I was seeing and then Eric would kind of give like a an idea or a download to it so it doesn't always happen like in Eric I communicate with all the time but depending on what that conversation or what we're channeling with, it's not always going to be the same kind of communication because for me, that was not a high, it's a high vibrational subject because I'm interested, but my energy was, uh, I'll say tilted because I was using one way and not the other way. So I had to kind of, and, and that's the beauty about channeling because it's not always exactly the same. You know, not all souls are the same, not all subjects are the same. We're going to have our own ideas. We're going to have our own, um, you know, if we're talking about a subject matter that we know nothing about, then there's going to be that automatic piece of like, I don't know what any of those words are, what that means, but we can still do it. Still there. So interesting that you're talking and that there are, um conversation kind of took this turn because um, when we get off or when we were going to get off, uh, air, I was going to talk to you about my first um, channeling while writing experience. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I feel like you're just already answering all the questions I was going to ask you. Yeah. So I, there's like no need. That's awesome. Well, yeah. so hopefully, Julian, that gives you some explanation to walk in. I mean, it's really something that we could we could talk a lot about. And we could also pull in a walk in and ask questions one time, you know. Um, but if you guys have more suggestions for subjects or things you want to talk about, let us know. Put it in the comments yeah. and, and Marin and I will talk about it. I, I already told Marin this, but <clears throat> one of um, 
uh, one of the, uh, I'll say gals, young ladies that does mentorship with me, um, she's, she did an Akashic Record reading with me yesterday, which was really awesome. Um, really validating, beautiful information came out for her to kind of explain why she's on the spiritual path. And um, she had a couple questions. So um, she would like to share that with everybody. And she would like to share her story and all of that. So she asked Marin and I if we would share it. So we will do a recording on that coming up. So if you guys have questions, um, but any topics that you want us to cover, um, feel free, write it down here in the, in the, you know what, below. And also we're going to have some stuff coming up. Um, Marin's got an awesome podcast, which you can check out on her Instagram right now. She's got a couple podcasts. Well, I don't have a podcast. I well, was interviewed. Yes. She was interviewed. by a podcast. Yes. But it's really good. I just listened to it. And um, she's already put one up that you can see in our um, our videos here. But she's going to post that one up coming up in the next little while as well. So anyway, anything else you want to share, Mary, before we go? That's it. Thank you so much for taking the time to explain that to us, Michelle. That was okay. a really big concept. And I feel like I have a much better understanding now. Perfect. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. And you've also you. had somebody crossing back and forth behind your chair the whole time. Oh my gosh. Well, there's, I see stuff over here. So yeah, yeah. Oh. Like there's, yeah, you've got lots of movement around there. Maybe it's an octopus. Oh. <laughs> I hope it's an octopus teacher and not a walk-in. <laughs> maybe, maybe both. Maybe, both. Maybe, your maybe your octopus is letting you know that they're going to be a walk-in and that you're going to recognize them with. Maybe. Pardon. All right, guys, we'll go out and create your futures. Enjoy yourselves. Have a wonderful week. And we will see you back here the same time on the same channel. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.